This week's blog post is about bias in our criminal justice system. To better understand the situation, I interviewed Manohar Raju, manager of the felony unit at the San Francisco Public Defender's Office. I first met Manohar at a meetup organised by a non-profit that campaigns for a more just and inclusive society in America. And I couldn't help but be struck by his passion for his work and his dedication to achieving justice. What he does as a public defender is truly remarkable. Here are some of my favourite parts of the interview. I started by asking him about the background to his article in Medium last year that you can find a link to on the blog. Clearly it's a devastating tragedy for the individuals and their families, people such as Michael Brown and Tamir Rice when they get murdered on the street. And the Black Lives Matter in particular, I think, has brought a lot of attention to that and focus people to really think about the problems in the criminal justice system. But even though that's the most visible and sensational problem sometimes, the double standard that's applied to police versus lay people, there's so much more that we see every day in the system that involve disparate charging practices or overcharging and then clients potentially looking at life sentences or they're never seeing their family again. And that happens routinely every day every week, every month, in courthouses across the country, which equally wreaks devastation on families when people can't see their loved ones, can't spend time with their kids, can't spend time with their family, can't work. It contributes to a continual cycle of inequality based on parents being incarcerated. And I think the goal of that article is to expose some of that, some of how the practices that are day-to-day in courts, even though there's someone in a robe and everyone's wearing suits and it appears very civilized, even though it appears that way, There are decisions being made and impacts being felt by clients and their families that can be just as devastating. When we first met, Manohar and I spoke about segregation in San Francisco. I wanted to find out more about this. We don't have a fully integrated city. And there will be some streets in the southeast part of San Francisco that you'll go down. You will not see a white person. You can be there for three, four hours, and won't see a white person come down that street at all. And in some of the public housing parts of the city, I had a friend who was commissioned to write The Lonely Planet for San Francisco, and she wanted to do a chapter on the Bayview, and she was told not to do a chapter in that area. I will take interns or people who were working during school to parts of the city, and they've just never been to those parts of the city before, and didn't know that they existed. And I think for a jury to understand the realities of parts of the city that they don't know, it's, it's actually, I've advocated sometimes for the jury to be taken to the scene. That motion is often denied by judges. But I think that's really important to understand just the dynamics in different parts of San Francisco. Okay, I thought, there's clearly bias and inequity in the criminal justice system. But what can we do about it? What is the San Francisco Public Defender's Office doing about it? What are they doing to overcome some of these obstacles? One thing that's important and I encourage other attorneys to do and that I've done myself is you really have to spend time with your client, with your client's family and get to know them. And oftentimes you'll find that when they say that so-and-so is a fellow gang member, when you dig a little deeper, you'll find that while they actually played on the same football team when they were young people, or your client might be a godparent to the other individual's son, or their neighbors, or they're actually cousins, or they're related through marriage. So when you actually go a little further, you'll find that there are very 
normal, rational, even beautiful connections between the youth. I've had several jurors come to me after a trial saying, you know, I came into this trial with a presumption of guilt. I thought I can get a couple dangerous people off the street, or I thought I can get a couple guns off the streets. And then as the trial unfolded, I realized I misunderstood the situation. And I think that the first thing that we as a defense attorney community need to be better is, first of all, breaking those down amongst ourselves. So that's why I think there's a direct relationship between how much time you actually are able to spend with your client or with your client's family to how well you're able to advocate in court because then you in some ways can become a cultural interpreter. So one thing I advise attorneys to do, and we try to do that in this office, is to talk about something besides what your client's charged for, even just for 10 minutes the first time you meet them. Where'd you go to high school? What are your hobbies? I mean, my, I recently had a client who was charged with what appeared on video to be a brutal attempted murder, but when the case unfolded, it was clearly self-defense, and while the prosecutor was calling my client a gang member, what they didn't focus on was the fact that my client had close to a 4.0 GPA, was a very accomplished chess player, had become the captain of his wrestling team, and all of the people who were in his life spoke really highly of him. But because gang task force and uh, the prosecution were only focusing on times he'd been arrested, no one was able to see that aspect of him. And later on when I had a chance to talk to the jurors afterwards, they just had fallen in love with my client. They just really liked him because they had an opportunity to see who he was as a person and understand what choices he had to make. I loved this example, but it made me think, how can defense attorneys possibly find the time to do this for every client? It's very difficult, which is why all public defenders' offices need more funding so we can have less cases per attorney. Having said that, I think attorneys just have to find out that way to make that little extra effort when they can. We're never going to be able to spend as much time as we want to. Sometimes it's a question of allocation of resources. There might be a lot of uh, legal research and writing that you have to do, and it might not be apparent to you why going to the scene, going and spending time with their family is going to have an impact in the courtroom. But I've never found an instance where going to the scene or going to understand my client or his family or her family better has not helped in some way. So it's actually just spending that, even if it's just a half an hour here, you get out there with your investigator um, and get a feel for things. Listening to Manohar talk, I couldn't help but think how difficult all of this was to change deep-rooted bias in people, in systems. I wondered why he didn't just give up. And then he said this. I still think we can have victories. And, and we do have a lot of victories. And I personally want a lot of jury trials. And even though it's a, it's a struggle to be a public defender every day, it's a beautiful struggle to see the joy that your client gets when he gets released because of a well-placed uh, motion to lower bail or to have your client released, or the feeling when 12 jurors say not guilty, or the developing a, a social history so that you've actually convinced someone in a position of power to give your client a lesser sentence because they have a bigger, better understanding of your client's life path and some of the mental health or addiction challenges and some of the promise that your client has, or to effectively argue 
why the police overreached and violated your client's uh, Fourth Amendment rights to be free of search and seizure and therefore convince the judge to actually do the right thing on occasion. We do have victories, but if you're not willing to go the extra mile and be a very good public defender, you shouldn't choose this job, in my opinion, because the downside is too, is too grave for our clients. But the victories, if you do marshal your resources intellectually and emotionally and energetically, uh, you can have victories. But one thing is that when you do come in on the weekends or you do wake up at 5 in the morning to start working on your case, when you do have less time to spend with your family, you know that you're doing it for, you know who you're doing it for and you know why you're doing it. You're not doing it to make some partner or law firm rich, you're doing it to, because you directly want to have a positive impact on someone's lives. That makes it, it's a very, very rewarding job, even though it's an uphill battle.